Hello and welcome back to the Wherever We Go, However We Grow podcast. This is so much fun. Wow. It's amazing. Trying to stay committed to a bi-weekly podcast, you'd think it'd be easy, but it's honestly, it's not. Commitments aren't convenient. <laughs> nope. And especially having a new baby. Also, we tried to record last week, but oh my gosh, marbles were all over the floor. <laughs> Every time we were kind of into the podcast, you know, he would just start wailing, and we're like, "All right, it's not happening today." And then the next day, we try again. And yeah, it just yeah happened. We're here, <laughs> but we're here. Your mother's in town. Yeah, so she's got the baby. <laughs> Be thankful for family. Relationships are so beautiful, and we are grateful. We're not meant to do this alone, and we celebrated something really fun on this last Sunday, and what was so cool about it was we basically did baby Ollie's dedication at our church and dedicated him to the Lord, and the cool part was our pastors asked the question not only to us, but we you know, choose to raise our son up with biblical mm -hmm. principles and values, but also they ask the church, will you help hold us accountable and will you also help where you guys can? And so it's not just on us. They always say it takes a village mm -hmm. and um, we're just so grateful and definitely want to give a huge thank you to the team at Awaken, Pastor Samuel and Katie. We're going to yep. get them on the cast soon. We definitely will. It'll be really fun. They're just amazing and really lead by example. I think that's the most powerful way. Really the only way to honestly lead is by example. And uh, with that, we wanted to dive into examples of our own faith journey in this episode, the journey of faith. The journey of faith and how faith can also be a huge deal breaker for a lot of couples. Ooh, um, you want to go there. Yeah, go yeah, there. it is. You know, I mean, whether it's someone believing in spiritual spirituality beliefs or you're religious and you have legalism. That's the word, religion. 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 And I kind of want to yeah. dispel the mentality of religion in this episode because I, I love how, again, our pastor says it. Pastor Jurgen of Awaken says, you can't behave your way into believing. That's what religion is, is trying to do things and follow all the steps and things and you're doing these behaviors that... Are, are making you acceptable. But it's not about that. It's about believing your way and that transforming your behavior. You can't behave your way into believing, but through your belief and saying, okay, God, because I believe that your Holy Spirit is now guiding my conscience, I know what I need to say yes to and what I say no to. It gives you that moral ground and compass um, because eternity is set in our hearts and we can really understand the difference between right and wrong, good and evil from, that, from the Spirit of God that is that conscience inside of us. But again, it's not out of obligation, but it's believing that God's best for us is going to change the way we act, the way we think and the way we are. And you going off of that, you had that belief for a very long time. You kind of grew up on that belief, whereas I did not. I grew up on that religion side. And I'm going to dive into yeah. a little bit of my story. Do you want to go yours first and then me? Or yeah, I think because I think... I've, I've been in it longer and I kind of helped yeah. enlighten you okay. on your journey. Yeah, let's do that. And I'm just going to give the cliff notes of it because actually I was brought up in a very religious, legalistic mm -hmm. church. And a place where I was probably most told I would never make it as a pro skater. I needed to actually decide what am I going to do with my life. And I think it's really powerful because 
even though I was in that environment in a church setting and being kind of put down by the different leadership, people in leadership there, I never let it pull me away from God. I never let it, and it could have easily done that, right? Because people say all the time, well, the church hurt me. Well, really, you let yourself get hurt by people. God is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. That's what his word says. And I didn't want to limit my possibilities in life to what religion and what man said about me. Because I'm reading for myself the word of God, and I literally was reading this book because we put it in Oliver's room, and I just was going through it and pulling it back out because it was really a transcendent moment in my life when I was younger. The book's called The Prayer of Jabez, and basically it speaks on this prayer from the Old Testament that says, Lord, that you would bless me, enlarge my territory, and keep your hand with me wherever I go that I wouldn't cause pain to others. And I would pray that as a kid. And now if I look back on my life, like I've traveled to more countries than I can count. And if that's not God enlarging my territory, then I don't know what is. And I think it's so beautiful how when you have that prayer of faith with belief and just daring to trust God at his word, in one of the first pages of that book, it says, don't you like God is wanting you to live a big life more than you even want to like God it says in the Bible that he has a plan to prosper us not to harm us a plan to give us a hope and a future and so no matter what the teaching is around you I would just encourage you to go back to what God's word says because in my journey of faith that's what I had to do time and time again so I grew up in this kind of legalistic realm of being told don't do this because it says so not getting the why behind it and I mean skateboarders are rebellious by nature. I think it's one of the things that makes us so successful. You have to be willing to put it all on the line, slam your body against concrete. Like there's a bit of rebellion there, right? To be able to want to pursue something in that. And so I definitely rebelled and challenged the church a lot of time. And my leaders didn't like me asking questions. But then you read in the Bible and they inquired of the Lord and they inquired of the Lord. And what I realized in that is God's actually okay with you asking questions because it says the testing of your faith is what develops perseverance. And so you're testing your faith by questioning it and saying, okay, well, I'm going to dare to trust what God is saying. And so for my own personal life, that's what really allowed me to, to trust and to see and to just go all in on what I felt I was called to do. I, as we said in our podcast, the very first one, I knew before I knew, I truly knew that I was going to be a pro skateboarder. I just felt it in my spirit. I felt it in my heart that I was called to pursue some sort of passion. And when I found skateboarding, I knew it was it. And I knew that I, I was going to be a pro skater, like as much as I knew anything else in my life. And I just had to dare to believe that, even though there were many people and different things like kind of opposing that. And so when it really, for me, I would say I was so blessed to grow up in a Christian home where my mom would pray over every meal. My dad had his Bible on his desk and and um, we would always have conversations. It was like we'd always go to church. And I'm, I'm grateful for them kind of giving me that moral compass. As, as legalistic as that church was, it definitely gave me like some sort of biblical foundation. Um, and I got to use that and then run with it. So when I was 17, I moved all the way to California on that dream I felt God was calling me to. And that's where my relationship with God really, I feel, took a, a giant leap forward where it wasn't just praying before meals or before bed. It was like, all right, God, if I'm going all in on what I feel you called me to, and I'm leaving my family. I'm leaving my friends. I'm leaving everything that's comfortable behind on this vision and dream that you gave me. I need you with me. 
I need you to be with me in everything and I need you to open doors because right now I'm going on blind faith and I don't see how I'm gonna be able to make it happen, but I trust that you're gonna help me make it happen. And so that's a little bit of my personal journey of when it went from kinda just knowing and having faith as something just in your head to actually in my hands and in my heart and what I was living and actively pursuing every single day. Started to have a real prayer life of praying every day for real things, not just little things, but saying, God, you know what? I need breakthrough in this situation. I need breakthrough in this area. I pray that you would bless me and just contending. And again, it's a relationship. It's having connection. The best way to to have a relationship is communication. And so if you're communicating with God, it's deepening intimacy in that relationship with him. And you can take that into your personal relationships. Like when we communicate and have deep conversations, we get closer and actually know each other, which is really the goal of relationships. And even in the Bible, that's what God wants to do is to know us and that we know him. And I'm just going to spin off of yours. When you say relationship, I didn't have, I didn't grow up with that type of relationship with God. I grew up with a relationship. I grew up in the Catholic church, but our relationship was with our, our lead pastor. So the priest then prays to God for you, you on your pray behalf. No, not really. Like you are not, you don't have that connection. You are always connected through the priest, through the Pope. Like they are your connection to God. They are the almighty, you know? So it's like very different. Um, and I don't harp on the, the Catholic religion, you know, it's been, it's been there forever, but, um, it was very, is very, very strict. I went to Catholic school. Um, (laughs) and yeah, it was one of those experiences where I grew up going in Catholic school. I had religion and I had to go to mass every Thursday and I couldn't wear nail polish and my socks had to be a certain height and my shorts had to be a certain way and we had a uniform and just very different and how we always had to go to confession. You can't, that's the the difference between your and I's relationship and how we grew up is I always thought in order to confess and repent of my sins and things that I did, I had to go to the confession booth Mm. and then I had to confess to the priest so that the priest can then forgive me because he communicates with God. I didn't know that I can pray myself alone Mm -hmm. in my own room and repent or ask for forgiveness or things like that. So it was very different. And I, was really challenged. I, I was pushed away from the church just because of all the legalism and the just the legality of it. And there's no deep connection. Well, I remember you also telling me, yeah, it was like you could do whatever you wanted during the week yep. and then go and confess, but really go make those same, same mistakes again. And you would see the same people go into the confession like, oh, yeah. week after week after week. For and the you're same like, thing, hmm, but there's no transformation. But I mean, you're not supposed to know what they're confessing. Right, but, but you can assume. You can assume, I'm like, why is this person coming back every single week? Or or you would say hear from friends, oh yeah, like I'm confessing to drinking, but then I'm going out and doing it again. Like it was one of those things where it's the repetition, but are you actually getting to the source of what is causing your pain, you know, and what you're trying to mask it with. And I thought also the other thing that I was very interested in and what I grew up on, I was like, why are they being so judgmental? Mm. You know, why are they doing certain things? And I was like, but God 
doesn't judge. I mean, now I've kind of read a little bit more, but he he does judge, but in the right way. You know, you have to judge a fruit in the right way. Like, do they have good fruit? And we'll go into that as yeah. well as the people around you, you know, right. weeding out. So you do need to have judgment, but I felt like there was a lot more judgment in the the catholic church than there is in on the people yeah on yeah the people. and it's not about judging the people it's like again i love the bible and it gets a bad rap even the word repentance mm-hmm. is like yeah. <gasps> but it's really the most beautiful thing the bible says in acts repent so that times of refreshing may come yeah and repenting just means like owning all right i made a mistake owning our ish. and if you're honest with yourself you know like we live in a fallen world sin is our nature yeah and even when you get saved or come to christ and say, God, I want to have a relationship with you. It doesn't make it to where you never sin again. No. It's just making this constant transformation and journey and choosing, all right, God, when I do mess up, I'm going to get back up. And I and all it means is to turn from. Repent means yeah. to turn. So that's basically like you're going down a road that's going to lead you off a cliff. All right, well, let's turn that car around and get to where we actually want to go to, you know, a more beautiful future and that's really it's as simple as that but i believe the devil's so crafty to try and twer- throw it on its head to where people aren't repenting and so they're just washing around in their sin feeling awful about themselves mm-hmm. and then that creates enslavement it creates bondage it just creates torment in your own head mm-hmm. um but yeah and i definitely think the church as a whole has gone the wrong way with judgment a lot of times mm-hmm. and been judging the people rather than the fruit of their lives and saying hey let me help you walk through that rather than just throwing stones at them. And again, I think if you look back to Jesus and what he talks about, there's that story of the woman caught in adultery and all the religious people, religion is saying to stone the woman to death. But he, but he says, well, he who is without sin, throw the first stone, and right? No and it's like, <laughs> look at yourself, look inward and then deal with your own ish and then help your you know, the people out that come to you in that time. And that's what we're supposed to do. And I always think the best way to minister is to love the hell out of people. God kind of showed me that with like dealing with some people. um, Well, with me. Well, and with you. Yeah, Yeah. you were walking. There's some, you know, hell going on in your life and we had to walk you through it. Love it. Love it out of you. Yeah. And to get back to my story, it is one of those things where we were dating and I'm seeing you and you have this beautiful relationship with God. You're just kind of being very light. You never force anything on anyone, which is really good. You're just, you know. Love does not force its own way. Yeah, exactly. And so I never felt like you forced your church on me or anything like that. I felt like we were having conversations, but it was so interesting because I was always picking these kind of like fights with Oh them. my gosh. But I was getting, it was almost like I was looking and was waiting for that. I was, yeah. I was questioning and I was always offended. I was getting offended by the church. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I would get offended a lot by certain things and challenge and question and, and I was, challenging and questioning because I was waiting for the judgment to come. I was waiting for Beaver to like cast judgment on me. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to tell him this thing and he might judge me. And then that's where I'm, had... the spirit of religion is going to like come on. So I was thinking that mm-hmm. because I had sinned in my past and I'm just telling him and being honest that he was because he's a Christian that he was going to judge me and I'm like a sinner and all of that, you know, like yeah. I really did. And I was stuck in this kind of mindset, but you just had such this 
this beauty of how you were like, I'm not going to judge you. And I that's literally sat I you am. down and I like, cause she was going off on me <laughs> and I like just, I held her hands and I was like, look, no matter what you've done, I am never, whatever you do, I, I will not judge you. I can't get, I just can't, I can't, I'm not in that place. <laughs> like I words. will, I don't <laughs> yeah. even have the words because that's what it was. Right. I was like, yeah. no matter what you do, I'm not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. Like it's what you, and this was where the transformation for you shifted. Mm-hmm. You finally broke ties with it because I told you pretty much what the Bible says. It's what you did. It's not who you are. Mm-hmm. It was a mistake you made, but that doesn't define who you are. We all make mistakes. Like all have sinned and all fallen short of the glory of God, but still God chose to redeem, to restore. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so powerful what happened on the cross. Like that's why Jesus is, he was God in flesh in human form to redeem and restore his most beloved creation back to him. And it's beautiful. And once we receive that, it connects us back to where we don't have to hang on to the patterns of our past. See, the devil tries to keep you chained to what you did. He'll entice you and make you think sin's the most beautiful thing there. It's so tempting. It's the forbidden fruit. And once you take that bite, he's going to snap it against you and hold it over your head until you break ties with it. And I think I held a lot of things over my own head for mm-hmm. a very long time. I was, you didn't I have was self-forgiveness. Really, I was really judging myself mm. in a lot of ways and kind of you know, looking for that. And I think it's what turned me away from God because I was in, I made so many mistakes in my past. I'm not perfect, you know, and I had done things that, you know, I'm, I'm not proud of, but that's where I had to like live and learn. But I think I held a lot of judgment over myself mm-hmm. um, and thinking, you know, I'm not worthy of a lot of other, right. other things. And so finding you and finding your beauty in, in church and in Christianity, I'm like, wow, this is so much more relaxed. It almost like brought me back to God. But what really brought me back to, but what really brought me back to God was losing my father. Mm. And my dad was a devout Catholic. Uh, My grandfather used to literally give to the church before he even paid rent, you know, and a lot of the times and he would make rosaries and he made rosaries by the tens of thousands to give out to people. And if you know, praying the rosary, you're praying to Mary, but, um, you, so he would just give out rosaries and my dad always went to Catholic church. That's how we were born. I was born and raised Catholic. I was confirmed. I did everything. I was baptized. I did yeah, all the steps. I got all the steps <laughs> in order to be confirmed into the Catholic church and, um, yeah, did everything that I was supposed to, uh, by the book, <laughs> I guess, but we rebelled a lot <laughs> in it. Um, but when it's kind of forced on you and it's not your choice, that's where it is. It's different, you mm. know, where I felt so pushed on it, but I didn't understand God and I didn't understand scripture. And, but I never even, I'm still going through the Bible for actually my first time, like reading it cover to cover. Like I had like read snippets and you're saying that, Oh, your mom prayed over every meal. I'm like, yeah, we prayed over every meal. Bless us our Lord. And these die gifts, which we're about to receive through my <laughs> bounty through Christ our Lord. But it's like, repetitive, but yeah. it was repetitive. And I know these, these types of scriptures by heart, but I didn't know them. Well, even the I, Lord's prayer, right? I remember the first time, like you actually yeah. understood on earth as it, as is, it is in heaven. heaven. Yeah. It's like a, a charge for us to yeah. bring heaven to earth. Yeah, yeah. So I knew these like scriptures and things like that, but I knew them 
yeah, by heart, but I didn't understand You knew them by them. your mind, not yeah. your heart. Yeah. yeah, I knew them in my mind, not my heart. And when I lost my father, I was like, wow, though, hold on. Like the first thing, literally, when I found out my dad passed, the first thought that went through my head, I said, where's his cross? And mm. it's this necklace that he always wore. It's this, um, it's a silver uh, cross, and it has gold wrapped around it in the middle, like a, um, like a rope, kind of in the middle, holding the cross together. And it was always on a chain, and he always wore it every single day. And he would kiss it, and then put it underneath <laughs> his shirt, like he would hide it, you know, like. And he would just wore it everywhere. And that was the first thing that popped in my mind. That was so crazy. I was like, well, where is he? Like, what? But where's his cross? And I thought that was so bizarre that that first image popped in my head. Yeah. And you had this vision. You were like, no, he's he's been received. Like, I know he has. And I, I grasped onto that. I was like, wow, I want to be able to see my father again. I want to believe in eternal life. And I want to believe in a place where I can see him again. And if I know that he's there and he's in heaven, what can I do to get there? I want to go there. And that's where I was just like, I just found the beauty in religion and, or yeah, beauty in religion and in a relationship with With God God and how freeing that is. And I just, I dove into this women's prayer um, at Awaken and it was beautiful. And I was going there on Thursday mornings and that was just one of those things that I needed to be surrounded by women that, you know, lift each other up, that it was really powerful. And it was just a beautiful journey of how I started to really soften my heart to it. Mm. And I really started to like the, the rhythm, the rhythm and that, because we don't really like to say routine, but that rhythm of going to church on Sundays and getting connected in a church and meeting all of these beautiful people. Yeah. Like you can really tell the goodness of a church by the people. And that's what we wanted to go into was, was who in your life, you know, the fruit of the fruit, the, of, the, fruit yeah. of the people in your life. And, and that's what God tells you to, to judge is, yeah, is judge your fruit, yeah. judge yourself. Cause am I producing good fruit? Am I making good choices? Am I making good decisions? Am right. I the person that I want to be around? You know, it's, it's, it's love to onto others like, yeah. and treat others how you want to be treated. There's so much this beauty. golden rule. It's simple. There's, we, we overcomplicate it so heavily. Yeah. And there's so much beauty in the Bible. Like, oh yeah. Who doesn't want the fruits of the spirit, love, which are joy, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Who doesn't we want need them those? all? And when you say doesn't that to any good, yeah. person, I even, I mean, my yeah. mom is not, she doesn't like to believe in, in God. And, um, but even she loves those principles of like, who doesn't want joy and It's love attractive. And, you can never have too much of it, right? Yeah. Like you can never really experience too much joy, too much love. So there's fundamental things about the Bible that I just love and that everyone kind of needs in their life. And, everyone needs. And, and the it. power of prayer and being there for someone and supporting them and how you supported me and especially how you started to pray for me when I lost my dad and yeah. being there and walking me through that. That was so beautiful. And the thing, I mean, even about that to touch on that subject I had no idea what I was doing yeah I still my dad is still here on this earth I've never lost a parent I've never walked anyone through that I had no idea what I was doing and that's where I had to lean on a higher level of faith like God I don't know how to do this but just show me 
make me the man that she needs right now in this moment. And there was a massive acceleration in our relationship because of that. And mm-hmm. I mean, part of our story and why we chose to get married so quick, which I don't even think it's quick. I think when you know, you know, just send it. <laughs> it's kind of my mentality. But um, her mom was moving to North Carolina all the way across the country. Her sister was moving to Philadelphia and her dad just passed out of nowhere. I was like, I don't want you to think you don't have a family. Let's, let's make our own, yeah. you know, like let's be our own family. And, uh, it called me up to a higher level as well. And it, it's been the most beautiful thing. But I think again, when you trust, like anytime, every season is different. And you've got to lean on something or someone, and I choose to lean on God, like, okay, I'm stepping into a whole new season, fatherhood, parenthood. I don't know what I'm doing, but God, I trust that you're going to, you've been with me thus far, Mm -hmm. you're going to make sure I'm teed up for success, you know? And like you were talking about as well, love doesn't force its own way, so God's not going to force himself on you. You have to choose to connect with him. And mm-hmm. that's what's so beautiful about it. I mean, his will is that none would perish, but all would come to repentance, which just means, hey, come to grips with yourself, forgive yourself, and receive his love and forgiveness yeah. over yourself, and just come back to him. Like, that's his longing desire, his relationship with his kids. And I think I, it's beautiful. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful. And even if you just look at the world around us and how... There's so much beauty, but also chaos, right? There's so much chaos mm-hmm. in our world because people are broken. People are yeah. so brokenhearted. And that's that's our charge as believers is to bring more of heaven to earth, which is the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Like love is a choice, not a circumstance. Let's be encouraged to go and bring love to this world, to bring love joy yourself, to this love world. Your, love, your, love, your, neighbor. Yeah, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You can't give mm-hmm. what you don't have. So if you're not receiving the relationship and the love from God, you can't really give love back out into this world and to your person. So we just really wanted to dive in and encourage you of what our personal relationships look like with God and how how they were different. Like they were dynamically different and drastically. Even- and that's where I wanted to say too is that you can almost think of religion as sometimes a deal breaker for people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was saying. It's like if you're spiritual or if you're Jewish and they're right. like, I can't marry a non Jew and like but you can. There's a way where you can become equally yoked. To convert. What, yeah. Well, there's a way to become equally <laughs> yeah. equally yoked in the is Bible. What they call what it, it yeah. say is like you're both on that same level and that mm. same passion. And you know, it's it's beautiful the way that I have you showed me this new way but you to chose view to come it. And I and I did and it. I chose, yeah. but I'd already I had known deep down. I'd always believed in God. I never not believed mm-hmm. in God. I just kind of you lost it. Down it. For a I, bit. Yeah, I lost it. And I really put it in my back pocket. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew deep down that there was, and I always knew when I really was making bad decisions, I realized that it. I felt it. And I knew that God was also our gut. Like he is like, that's what I think. I think God is your gut feeling when something's not right. He's kind of like, hey, you know, you know like hey, he puts like, that, yeah, he puts that in he you because you will you. have that gut feeling when something's not right mm-hmm. or because he loves us so much. Yeah. He's not going to force us to make the right decision. Yeah, but he but is no, going to do everything. Oh, that's the camera. <laughs> he yeah. is going to do everything he can to help encourage you. Hey, make the right decision, please. Like yeah. he's, he's contending for us and he is so for you. He's so for every single one of us, and we just have to constantly remind ourselves of that because the world, I would argue, is not for you. 
Yeah. But God is. And mm-hmm. so you can fight your way against the world or you can fight the good fight of faith and trusting that God is going to open doors no man can shut, pour mm-hmm. out blessings of heaven over your life, and just encourage you along the way. It doesn't mean life's going to be easy, but it does mean it's going to be beautiful. And that's every relationship. Marriage is not easy. Raising a kid is not, not easy. <laughs> but we know it's going to be so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for everything we're creating. I think I'm thankful for baby Ollie, even when he's just losing it and we don't know how to control him. <laughs> um, we just know he's going to be the most, he already is the most beautiful boy. And yeah. we're so excited to raise him and in such a beautiful way. But we're um, thankful. We're stoked. We got another one done. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. All and right. Yeah, oh, I do want to, I wanted to mention too, just on the awkwardness of the first time I brought her to church that she wanted to come, I was speaking. Oh, I don't even really remember that. Thank you. I was so <laughs> nervous. Like we had just kind of started dating. I don't even know if we were dating yet, but you're like, oh, I want to come. You're speaking. And I'm like, you never actually, I think I always wanted to come. I don't know. You didn't. You invited me, but yeah, yeah. You I never told you. me to go to anything. You never told the prayer me. meeting. I never yeah. told you to go to. I led no. by example. I always went to the men's prayer meeting at Tuesday, five thirty a.m. Check this thing out. Why does like, he always I'm, go? Yeah, you know? and then she went to the. What's women's the cool one. thing about this? Yeah. So that was powerful. <laughs> Note to men: don't don't tell your wives what she needs to do. Just lead by example. Yeah, we're called to do. We're called to lead, but you got to lead by example. That's what I'm learning with little man as well. I know he's going to do what I do, not what I say. So I got to really hold myself up to a higher standard accountable accountable well thank you guys for enjoying and uh, coming on this journey with us of our relationship over religion you